0: Hallelujah. glory to God. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey as I uh, get ready to begin I appreciate you appreciate you being here. appreciate the fact that we're gathered in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. And we are guaranteed, according to His Word, that He is here in our midst. Amen? Amen. So God, we are gathered here, not so that we can have a place for me to preach, not so that we can have a place that we could check the box and say that we've done our duty, we came to church on Sunday. Lord, we came to be blessed by You and to bless You. Lord, bless us with teaching and edification through and by your word lord let your word come forth this morning in spirit by spirit let me get out of the way father give us all ears to hear and eyes to see hearts to receive the truth that you have for us lord not so that we can get out of here and feel better about ourselves but lord that we could get out of here and better serve you Lord, so that we can get out of here being more conformed to the image of Jesus. Lord, my goal, our goal, many of us in this room, and certainly some who are watching, our goal is to be more conformed to the image of Christ. Lord, thank you for doing everything that you have done, that we may be able to achieve that, not in and of ourselves, but through your grace, by your grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for everything that you've done, and for everything that you're about to do. In your great name, Jesus, amen and amen. So I want to greet the church or the part of the church that's viewing online this morning because there are probably a lot more viewing online than are in this room right now. And I appreciate you very much. I really do. I appreciate uh, your faithfulness. Many of you are very faithful and uh, listen or watch uh, weekly. And I appreciate you. But I want to encourage you to, um, and I'm honored and I'm humbled uh, by all of that, but I want to encourage you that if you can't be here because of distance, some of you are uh, out of the country, obviously some of you are out of state, but if you're in our local vicinity, please come and join us. And if you're not in our local vicinity, I don't want you to stop tuning in or watching or learning if God is teaching you. But I do want to encourage you to uh, be a part of a local church. Join a local church, Um, and and, but when you do that, make sure that the church is teaching, preaching, and acting upon the Word of God. Period. The truth. The whole. Not anything emotional. Not anything. Don't go to a church or find a church or join a church based on how good it makes you feel. Uh, Don't join a church based upon the programs and the music only and all of those other things go to a church where you're being fed the truth and it's changing you on the inside amen and not only that not just what you're getting out of it but a church that's allowing you to pour into it see you have to be able to come to church and it's not about what I'm going home with it's what I went when I what I deposited when I got there how I'm able to go ahead and serve God by serving the brothers and sisters that are in the congregation with me the scripture says, my brothers and sisters and those of you who have been in this congregation for any amount of time, know that in Hebrews it's very plain that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And especially when we see the day coming. The day is coming. Jesus is going to split the sky very soon. And we need to be encouraging each other and strengthening each other and using the gifts and, and, and talents that God has given us together that we may be one. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, so those of you who are watching online, I'm, I'm asking you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, become part of a, 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 a church, a body of believers that you can both be poured into and that you can pour into. Amen? Amen. 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 God bless you. So on Wednesday, those of us who were together, we, were, we continued in our study of Philippians, and we're still in chapter 1, but <clears throat> remember where we were for those of us who were together. Uh, And for those of you who weren't, shame on you. I'm just kidding. No, for those of you who weren't, I want to say you should try to be here, um, not just because I'm here, not just because the chosen few are here, but because God is here and because, listen, my brothers and sisters, because we're studying his word. Amen. Okay, so now in Philippians, we, we got to the part where I'm going to, I'm just going to read it so that we all could be up to, up to date and up to speed. Most of the brethren in the Lord, this is Philippians 1.14, have becoming confident in my change. Remember now, context, for those of you who weren't studying with us, Paul is writing this letter to the church at uh, Philippi, which is in Macedonia, uh, part of Greece. He's, he's writing this letter while he's in prison. And he's making this statement that uh, many uh, brethren having become confident while he's locked up, they're much more bold to speak the word without fear. And as we address that on uh, Wednesday, you know, some of them are preaching, they're, now they're seeing his example that, you know, you've know, you got to be able to stand up and preach the truth, and some of them are not. So here's how he addresses that in verse 15. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, right? and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my change. They're doing it despite me. You know, they're doing it because now I'm in change, and they can go out there and just basically preach the gospel, but at the same time, you know, kind of take away from my ministry and basically also probably saying, oh, you know, Paul's in prison, that kind of thing. How, you know, a a bad thing is happening to Paul, so how, how good could he be? Um... But verse 17, but the latter, those are the ones who are preaching from goodwill, the latter out of love, knowing that I'm appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. And in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. So what is Paul saying? Listen, whether they're preaching it um, for selfish ambition uh, they want to make a name for themselves, they, you know, or they're doing it despite me, or whatever the case may be. What he's saying is, listen, watch, or whether they're doing it because they have a sincere heart, they're doing it in goodwill, they, they're doing it certainly for the purpose of God. It, it doesn't matter to me as, watch, it doesn't matter to me as long as Christ is preached. Now that word truth in there, I want to, uh, I, I got to, only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Paul is not saying that they're preaching a false gospel, whether it's uh, truly the the, the whole truth of the gospel or whether it's just partial truth of the gospel. He's not saying that. He's saying whether they're preaching it in sincerity or they're not. As long, see, because there's a, 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 there's, it's huge, my brothers and sisters, that we understand that truth was extremely important to Paul. And, and as we discussed it on Wednesday, I've got scripture. Uh, let me just follow it up, please. In 1 Timothy 1, 1.3, as I urged you when I uh, went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus, that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Did you hear that? Nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies. That's what that causes disputes. Then and, un, uh, and it is ungodly and its edification. My brothers and sisters, I'm stumbling here because I want to go fast because I got to get through this. But seriously, I'm the point being that truth is of the utmost importance, my brothers and sisters, to us. But Paul is expressing that. So I don't, you know, it's. It's the truth of the gospel that changes lives. It's the truth of the scripture that in Paul. So when he's saying back in Philippians now, when he's saying, you know, whether in, whether in truth or no, he, it's, it has to be truth. But whether it's from sincerity or not, the word Isaiah fifty five, his word, his word is going to perform exactly what he sends it out there. My word will not return unto me void. I'm sending it out there, and whatever, whatever I sent it out there to do, it will do. Amen. Amen? But it's the true word, not a false word. So again, in Galatians, he's saying, I marvel that you were turned away so f- soon from Him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another. There's no other gospel. There's only one but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. That's strong language, my brothers and sisters. As we have said before, and now say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. Paul is very, very serious. No, 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 no. Holy Spirit is very, no, 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 no. God, Holy Spirit, God, Son, God, Father, God is very serious about the truth. Amen? Absolute truth. In fact, my brothers and sisters, when Jesus was praying in the garden, as we shared again on Wednesday, when He's praying, He says to God the Father, as He's praying, He's he's about to be crucified, and He knows it. He's saying, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Tony, I think I had that one. John 17. That's in John chapter 17. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. What's truth? His word. His word is truth. Amen? Okay, so now look, then that means that you won't have any problems with anything that I say out of here the rest of the way, as long as I can back it up with His word. Amen? Okay, you said amen, and I believe it. Okay, so let's go forward. 2 Thessalonians 2.13. Just mark this one down. Uh, You can look it up later. But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, Because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Did you hear that? God chose you from the beginning for salvation. How? How? Through sanctification by the Spirit, the setting apart by the Spirit, and belief in the truth. I can't even understand truth without His Spirit. Amen? But it takes the Spirit and the truth. What's the truth? His Word! Hallelujah! Somebody's paying attention this morning. (laughs) Everybody gets gets a check in the box today. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Belief in the truth and sanctified by the Spirit of God and belief in the truth. Amen? Look at James with me. James 1, 16. So don't be misled. Huge. Don't be misled. Okay, now I'm really... Paul, what else do you have to say? Or James, I'm sorry. My dear brothers and sisters, whatever is good and perfect comes down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us His true word. And we, out of all creation, became His prize possessions. Now I've said that to you so many times. Out of all of his creation, you are the apple of his eye. Did you hear that? It. it listen, it doesn't matter how I let myself get out of shape. Altar time. It doesn't matter, listen, it doesn't matter how much gray hair or how much hair is gone. None of that matters. I am his prized possession. Are, are you with me? You are his prized possession. It doesn't matter what your faults and failures are, in Christ, do you hear what I said? In Christ, because of the Spirit and the truth of his word, you are his prized possession. That's an awesome thing. The God who created all of that when you look up and you see all those stars and you see those the 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 planet, you you see the moon, you see all of these in different times of year. You get to see different things up in the sky. My brothers and sisters, the one who created all of that, the one who hung all of that in the universe, that one who spoke everything into existence, by the power of his word, he spoke it and it became. That one says that you are his prize. It doesn't matter how bright the sun is, how powerful the sun is. He made it. And He made that thing that is so powerful and that we depend upon so much in this physical realm, right? But He says you're even more important to Him than that. Someday that sun will go. There will be no necessary sun because He will light us up by His light, amen? There will be no need for the sun. But guess what? Those of us who are born again, (laughs) those of us who listen, who have been created in the image of His dear Son, those of us, we will go on forever. That Son's going away, but you and me, we're not. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 What, what about this? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't that awesome stuff? Do you believe that? Yes. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it wholeheartedly. Now everybody in here is shaking their head yes and I know some uh, our church online you're shaking your head yes hallelujah it's awesome. You should believe it Amen. because it's true. Hallelujah. hallelujah. But don't be misled by believing something that's different. Right? Hebrews 4 And part of verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful. The word of God is living and powerful. This is awesome. And we know, right? Sharper than a two-edged sword. We know all that. Psalm 33, 8 and 9 say this, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. For He spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. See, if I don't respect or stand in awe of the Lord for any other thing, think about that. Just as I mentioned a moment ago, He spoke everything into existence. Hallelujah. Who can do that? No one. No one. God. God. In Timothy 1 Timothy 3:14 For these things I write to you though I hope to come to you shortly but if I'm delayed I write so that you may know that you what you how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God which is the church of the living God the pillar and ground of the truth Okay listen that doesn't mean that he's not saying he. Paul is not instructing this young pastor. He's not saying this is how when the people when the church doors are closed and everybody's inside. This is how you do it. No, is that part of it? Yeah. No, you and me, we're the church. You're the church. I'm the church. Together, we're the church. So he's saying, listen, that we together are the pillar and ground of the what truth. 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 Truth needs to be visible by us. We need to see it, right? It's revealed to us. It's perceived by us, by His Spirit. it's, It's in His Word. And it needs to be lived out by us. So that's why He's speaking of conducting yourselves. How you should conduct yourselves. Why? Because you know the truth now. Right? The church at large, the group of us individually, and as we come together, there's a certain conduct that should be evident that we know something different. Isn't that right? Okay. Hey, Tony, could you put up that slide, please? Thank you. Now, y'all are laughing. You don't know how I... I spend time over some graphics and stuff like this. We, we're a small church, no question. We don't have all the bells and whistles, but I still try to do things like this. Why? See, see the reaction? And I know my grandkids, I know Eleni especially, she really digs it when I... Because she knows that I'm the pop-up with the best guns. And she can't deny it because she bought me a shirt. Suns out, guns out. So she can deny. It. When she was younger, it used to embarrass her, but now she just knows the truth, and the truth has set her free. She's got the pop pop with the best guns. And, I, and as I'm teasing you about this, listen. See, I'm saying these things. I put up this graphic. This is. We're in church. We're in the house of God. We're together in the name of Jesus, right? But see, this is somehow. Uh, what church has become to the extent that, now I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade, please believe me, I did that. So I'm not blaming you, so, so hear my heart. But the reason why I have to do things like that is to make sure that I have your attention, that I'm just not reading a bunch of scripture. Amen? Right? Okay, so, so, so now, that's my fault. It's not your fault. But you made me do it. No, I'm just kidding. No, but it's, that's my fault. That's, that's not necessarily your fault. But that's how things have become. That's how things are working in the, the more modern churches. Are you with me? You have to have some things, some attention getters, some things that appeal culturally. And in this particular case, you know, all of you laughed and everything, but my grandchildren know exactly when I do that. You know, when I'm sending texts to them and they're sending text to me, that's going to appear a time or two. Amen? but but you know why listen i love my grandchildren my grandchildren love me we have relationship and there's this thing that's you know that that means something to us and and listen while i'm not saying that that in and of itself is powerful but let me ask you something didn't that initiate a response it did didn't it okay so let's go now a little bit more in acts chapter 2 uh, don 't turn there, but just make sure that you check this out later don 't turn there, but in Acts chapter two, which we 've been all over, we are um, a Pentecostal church, and I say that in quotes because you know of the things that people made that sound like or become it 's in some circles that 's a dirty word to the extent that you know we we swing from the chandeliers and or we handle snakes and all no we are a believer in all of the gifts, all of the manifestations. We are uh, we are believers that the Spirit of God has never stopped moving. It didn't die with the apostles or the early church, but what happened to them is what God has for us today as well. But there's a reason why it's not happening like it did back then. Amen? Okay, so now remember, uh, the day of Pentecost, God, Jesus has has said to His disciples, Go tarry in Jerusalem because the promise of the Father... It, the Holy Spirit's going to land on you not many days from now. Why? Because you need to be empowered. You're going to have power to go and preach my message. Lord, yes. See, you need, you have the Word, mm-hmm. but now you need the Spirit yes. and this anointing of the Spirit to go and preach the Word. Amen? Amen. Okay, so the uh, the apostles, what? They heard the Word and then they obeyed it. What did they do? They went and they sat in Jerusalem. Listen, not knowing fully what to expect, because even in that discussion, when they were having that discussion, one of the last discussions that they had with Jesus, is is that when the kingdom is coming? See, they were still expecting for Jesus to come down, for, for him to sit on his throne, no more subjugation to the Romans, or any other power on earth. Now Jesus was going to reign on earth. That's what they were still expecting. They didn't know. Are you with me? That's right. So Jesus says, hey just set tight just just do what I say Tony language understand okay so now you go in the and you're going to be endued with power and so they they obey Him. they go and they're waiting not knowing what to, what they're waiting for and they set and they set one day two day, days ten days they set and then it happens. Holy Spirit falls on them, and they start. We know the story. They start uttering the words, the, the the greatness of God and all of His power. All of it, they start praising God and worshiping for all of His good works, and then they're they're speaking in in tongues, and all of the people that are gathered from all of the areas around, they're gathered for this holiday. And they start hearing each of them saying in their own language the wonderful works of God. And they're just taken back. This is amazing. What's going on here? And then we know, Peter gets up, he preaches a message. And Peter preaches the fisherman. You heard me say this at least a half a dozen times. Well, I'm going to say it again. Peter, a fisherman, a blue-collar guy, did not study at the feet of Gamaliel. Did not go and study in the, in the latest and greatest uh, seminary. He, he studied how to catch fish and feed his family. But then he spent three years with the Master. He spent three years with Logos. He spent three years with the Living Word and received Rhema. And now all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit got all over him and he was able to preach and quote Scripture. Joel, Isaiah. And he preaches Scripture and he tells them, this is how it was fulfilled. Amen? This is... Is the truth? This is what you've heard all of your lives. This is what you've studied all of your lives. But this is how it applies to you right now, because Jesus, the one you killed, that was the one you were waiting for. Hallelujah, Amen. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And so he preaches. He lets the and so, and so then, all right, well, what should we do? You know, well, and he tells them, "Be baptized, all of you, in the name of Jesus." Now, I gotta say this because I don't, I don't know who's watching, and I don't know. So now, because some quote-unquote, Christian denomination. Well, unless you're baptized in the name of Jesus, you don't go to heaven. You should be baptized in the name of Jesus. Absolutely. Absolutely. But being baptized in the name of Jesus only does not get you saved. Did you hear what I just said? Spirit, truth, and because of the spirit and the truth, you're led into baptism. And you understand that the baptism, even the Apostle Peter later on tells us, that doesn't wash away your sins. That just signifies that you are dead to your old self, and you're raised to live in the newness of life just like Him. Hallelujah! Boy, oh boy. Why do you got to say that, Tony? Because you need to know the truth. Understand what He's saying. He's saying to a bunch of Jews people who are in town for a Jewish holiday and festival. You now have to be baptized in the name of Jesus. What? You now have to die and understand what He did for you, through you, in you, and now you go ahead and you're pledging your allegiance. You're dying to self and now you're living according to Christ. It's not that you're saying those old scriptures, that Old Testament. No, no, no. Now you're saying Christ fulfilled that Old Testament and I'm going the way He told me to go. Hallelujah. That's what He's saying. Should you be baptized? Absolutely, you should be baptized. Absolutely. But baptism in and of itself does not get you to heaven, it does not clean your sins. It's just you acknowledging that you used to be a sinner, but now you're alive with Christ. The old Terp, the old Tony died, the new Tony's live alive, and he's following Jesus. That's what that's all about. I can prove to you that you can go to heaven without being baptized. Thief on the cross. Let's leave it there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And with many other words, Acts chapter 2 verse 40, with many other words, he testified and exhorted them saying, be safe from this perverse generation. My brothers and sisters, if you don't hear anything this morning, hear this. Let the truth and the spirit of God save you because we are living in an extremely perverse generation. Don't know if you noticed that yet. We are living in an extremely perverse generation. Those of us who lived in the 50s, or before? Sixties. You understand how the morality has changed in general. We are living in such a perverse generation. Then those who gladly received His Word. Look this up later. Those who gladly received His Word were baptized. And they and, they, and about, there were about 3,000 souls that were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine... Did you hear that? They steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. So now watch. It wasn't just the disciples who now received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that 120. It's not them. Now there was 3,000 that were added. So now all of them are continuing in the apostles' doctrine, right? Fellowship and the breaking of bread. Now I, I... Give you this in the uh, Acts chapter 242. I'm going to show you this translation. I want you to see this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the sharing in meals including the Lord's supper and to prayer. How many of them? All, all, all the believers. This is not all the apostles, all the original disciples, all the 120. These are all believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Need to ask yourselves this morning, where's your devotion? Where is your devotion? This is saying, good, Tony, this is saying that all, all, all believers were devoted to the apostles' teaching. Other things as well, and we'll get there as well. But all believers were devoted to the apostles' teaching. Listen, I'll I'll be honest with you right now. There are so many different things that I, Tony, would like to say. As, As I look out and I see some people that are maybe not so interested, some people falling asleep, and, And, you know, uh, there's so many things that I would like to say. But let me ask you something. Truly, what are you devoted to? If we were going to have church today at 1 o'clock, how many would show up? You, You understand where I'm going? You understand? what are we devoted to? And we all said that the word was of the utmost importance, that the word was and see now, okay, the apostles teaching, let me let me jump on that for a minute. In Acts chapter 6, remember in Acts chapter 6, we had the first kind of dispute in the church. Remember that the, the Jews that were the Hellenists, you know, they felt like their widows and orphans weren't treated as fairly as the ones who were of the Jews. Right? The, the Of the So now, you know, there's this dispute. And so now the apostles are saying, hey, you know, we can't do all of that. And I'm I'm just going to read to you from verse uh, 2 of chapter 6. The twelve summoned the multitude of disciples and said, it is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. They should leave what? The The word of God. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. See, I really wanted to make sure that I showed you or proved to you by the Word of God what the Apostles' doctrine was. See, the Apostles, as we know, and given the first sermon on record that's been preached, which we just went over, where Peter stands up and he starts quoting Scripture, he's quoting the Old Testament. He's, he's quoting, you know, uh, the, the, the prophet Joel. He's quoting out of Psalms. He's saying these things, right? Look, my brothers and sisters, the apostles' doctrine was the Old Testament and then the fulfilling of the Old Testament by Jesus Christ, then applying those scriptures to Jesus. Are you with me? Okay. That's important. Why? Why is that so important? Because remember how we started. The Word is powerful. The Word is true. So if the apostles are preaching something else, if their doctrine was something different than the Word, then their devotion means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Right? Then that means you could be devoted to anything. Well, no, it has to be Jesus. Okay, what about Him? Because again, all of the major world religions... Have a good report of Jesus, they have to account for him. Even the satanic church has to account for Jesus. Come on. I'm not trying. Listen. Stay with me. See, that's what I'm saying. Unless I'm putting up these, these you know, and or cutting back flips up in here and, and telling jokes, it's like you start to fall asleep on me. Listen, this is important. They are preaching the word of God. These guys are so intent and serious about it, saying, listen, we can't stop what we're doing, the, the studying of the Word and, 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 and being led by Spirit, and, 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 listen, and praying for the church and praying and seeking God. We can't stop doing that to make sure that we're serving all of these thousands of people now that are born again, these thousands of people that are now making up the church, looking for stuff. And I don't mean that negatively. Right? Because that's what was one of the great things about the first church. Was that everyone was taken care of. They didn't need Rome or the temple to take care of the needs. They didn't have to go to Rome and they didn't have to go to the temple to beg for food, to beg for welfare or EBT cards or anything else. They didn't have to do that. Why? 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 Because they took care of each other. The believers took care of each other. And you know what is great about it? They did it voluntarily. They did it because they loved one another. And that's one of the duties, the responsibilities that Jesus gave the church before he left. He says, as I have loved you, love one another. Amen. Right? So as a body of believers, my brothers and sisters, that's, that's part of what we are supposed to be doing as the church. Not because if we don't do it, we're going to displease God. No, we're doing it, you know, God is going to be mad at me. No, we're doing it because we have love one for another. Because we know that He loves us and we love Him. And because we love Him, we say, okay, I love you. And because I love you, it doesn't matter how much you do or don't do. It doesn't matter anything. Because I love you, I'm going to just make sure you're taken care of. I'm going to make sure you don't have to go hungry. I'm going to make sure that you have a roof over your head. I'm going to make sure you have a little bit of clothes on your back. I'm going to make sure something is going right in your life. Come on. Well, they didn't go to church, so I ain't getting... That's not love. Come on. They've devoted themselves. What are you devoted to? The apostles teaching the word of God, the word of God, that same word of God that when we started this whole message and you guys were getting a little bit excited because it's the truth and it's powerful, right? You got, Right? And everybody, amen, right? Is it the truth? Yeah, is it powerful? Yeah, can it do these things? Yeah. He sent his word to heal disease. Amen. He spoke it in Psalm 30. He spoke it and it happened. His word will not return to him void. Isaiah, it's going to to do that which he sets out for it to do. It's going to accomplish his purpose. Period. It's going to happen. If he said it, it's going to happen. Period. That's it. So now, here we are. These apostles are devoting themselves to studying the word so that they could preach the word. We've all agreed that this is of, of the utmost as it relates to us being his people at church. So I'm going to ask you again: What are you devoted to? Do you spend time reading the Word of God as much as you spend time on your phones? And you could tell me all day long. Well, I got scriptures on my phone. Okay, baloney. I'm I'm telling you. You and I both know that you may go ahead and you know get a couple of scriptures that you said or you sent or you posted, and you're trying to get likes from some Christian friends or whatever baloney. I'm talking about reading the word, having time alone with Jesus, and reading that word and say, okay God, teach me. Okay, God, what do you mean? This is so hard. I don't understand this. But Lord, help me to understand. And that's what the Lord wants from you. The Lord wants you to get in His Word and to pray so that He can teach you, that He can lead and guide and direct you in all righteousness. My brothers and sisters, God is not trying to keep Himself hidden from you. He's not trying to make this thing such a big mystery. In fact, He listen, the mystery is revealed in this. Amen? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta dig in it. You gotta desire it. And then, listen. Once you have it, you have to be devoted to what you already know. You devote. Hallelujah. I had, I, I shared one Wednesday. I'll share it with you all again. You folks that were here on Wednesday, I apologize in advance. Listen. Just the day of, I think Wednesday, I had a young man who uh, we speak all the time. I and he has problems, blah, 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 in and out, trying to share the word with him and make sure that he's saved in the whole nine yards. But he said he came across someone who was close to him, said, hey, you need to listen to such and such. You need to get the word in you, and you need to listen to such and such. I'm not going to name the name, because I don't want to distract you, but a, a, one of the celebrity preachers. The whole trouble with the celebrity preacher that this person named would not help this person. How could you say that, Tony? Because you're jealous? No. Because I've heard the man. And man, motivational speech, oh yeah, hallelujah, can get you fired up and get you believing that your blessing is right around the corner and it's your time and to shine and all that. Oh yeah, that's all good. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Yeah, but see, Tony, it's not all doom and gloom. You No, I'm saying to you that God has what's best for you, but you got to follow God. You got to have it. You got to know what the truth is, because if someone is saying something to you that just sounds good to you, it gets you emotionally worked up, and you're oh yeah, hallelujah, and then and then listen, and then it doesn't happen exactly like you wanted. Then you're going, what happened? Then it's God's fault, or I did something wrong. You get guilt, you get shame, or you get uh, distracted. What? What? No, this is all about listen, the truth, and knowing what the truth says. To you, about you, for you, and not here. Well, I felt sorry for the guy. Well, you need to get some word in you. This is what this person said. You need to get some word in you. You need to listen to this guy. And I'm thinking, well, how do I do this? You can, but you ain't got any word in you. You'll get a good motivational speech. You may hear a scripture. But here's what you need to do. Read and study and pray. Let read and study and pray. Let God teach you. You know? And, and listen, if I can help you, I'm more than glad to help you. Anything that, you know, if you're studying something, and, and you know, hey, and I, I have to tell everybody, read John. You want to understand Jesus, read John. You'll understand two things. God is love and Jesus is God. That's a good start. That's a good start. And so now watch. Jesus says, right? Follow me. If you love me, you'll do what I command you to do. What did he command you to do? What else? What else? See, I'm so I'm so happy. You guys are on it. You're you're mentioning some of the things. But there are a bunch of stuff, a bunch of things in here that Jesus commanded. How are you gonna know? Unless you read and study. And don't depend on somebody like me to tell you. Oh, I'm not going to uh, purposely say anything, but I'm a man. I'm not going to personally, or, I'm sorry, uh, you know, just purposely say something that's false. I'm not going to purposely try to mislead you. I'm not going to purposely try to say things to get people to come, or whatever. I'm, I'm going to say what's true. Amen. Right? And my brothers and sisters, there was a time and then when that used to be enough. There was a time when that used to be enough. I'm going to read something to you. Please hear me. Okay, pay attention, please. In Revelation chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, and then when we get to 3, it'll be up there because I really want you to... When it's up there, I don't care if you say it out loud with me, but just read it. And say it to yourself or say it out loud. I want you to, please. Verse 1, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave Him to show the, to His servants the things that must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ even to all that he saw. He, John. Look at verse 3 with me. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it for the time is near. Did you hear what you just read? Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. See, listen. Is the word true? Is this part of the word? Okay, so now watch. If I were to stand up here and start reading to you the book of Revelation, I'll guarantee you that there would be at least a couple of people in this room that would fall asleep. And not because they have disrespect for me, it's because their natural man or woman wants to go is tired and wants to sleep and because I'm not spitting and spewing I'm just reading that that person or those people would fall asleep or be distracted or not really pay attention but you hear what this is saying remember the word of God is true so what this saying what this is saying see I'm, you're not getting excited are you? So, why? why? Because you, you're afraid I'm going to do it? <laughs> right? But look, if I did it according to this word, I would be blessed. And guess what? So would you. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? So now, for all of my critics who say I use too much scripture, phooey. And for all of you who get bored with it, who don't write it down, who don't check it out, you're missing something. You're missing something. For all of you who go ahead and then you listen to it and you get a little pepped up about it because of you know me being such a great preacher, because you do that and then you leave here and then you don't do it, might as well not even hear it. Because, let me go back. Is that still up there? Thank you, Tony. Yes, it is. And blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it. So now, my brothers and sisters, are we talking about the Word of God? Yes. yes. So wouldn't that be true of everything in here? Yes. Absolutely. Let's go back. He says, because of His Spirit, and because of His Word, you have become His prized possession. Amen. You are the most. You are the, the, the apple of His eye, right? Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. amen. It's true. It's true. So that Word that I believe, and doesn't it also say in the Scripture that all the promises of God are yes and amen? Does it say that? Luke helped the brother out. Yes. Alright. So, so watch. That's true. Hallelujah. That's what I'm here for. All the promises of God. Great. Number one. What are they? Number two. Number two. Are there conditions? Yes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. See if he was... No. The conditions are just follow me. Just put me first. Just put me first. Listen, be devoted. That word that you love so much, that word that says all the promises are yes and amen, that one, be devoted to it. Not just a piece of it, not just the pieces that you like. If I, I've done this before in the old church a long time ago. I took one of my old Bibles, started reading off, and it, ripped it out. Yeah, you remember that, because you were probably the one that got old big saucerized. eyes. She still sat in the front row back then. <gasps> he done lost it. Finally, he lost it. No, but, but listen, don't we do that in practice? Right? So my brothers and sisters, again, let's, let's ask ourselves the question. What are we devoted to? Where's our devotion? Where's our devotion? Okay, listen, this is not meant to go ahead and say, well, we stink on ice, Pastor. I know, no, we, should, we should do better. I know, I should be doing better. No, no. It's not about that. It's about this. God loves you. He made it easy for you. He gave you His Word. Not only did He just give you His Word, Logos, right? The Logos became flesh. Showed you. Right? Not only did that Logos show you, preach, teach, do ninety signs, wonders, and miracles, but that Logos also got up on a cross and spilled out all his blood to pay the price that you and I couldn't pay so that we can be reconciled back to the Logos and receive rhema. <laughs> so now we can act upon the Logos. Isn't that great? Oh, so this isn't bad news. This isn't trying to make you feel all guilty and shameful. No, you should be encouraged by it. You should be happy about it. what well, what? Yes, read the Word. Study the Word. It's absolute truth. And if you're devoted to it, it's going to be real to you and it's going to work in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because it's not my word, and it's not your word. It's His word. Remember Psalm 33? The one who spoke it, and it came to be. Hallelujah. (laughs) Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you'll be saved. And your whole house will be saved. How many of you have children? You wish, I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved in your whole house. He sent His word to heal your disease. Anybody have a disease? Oh my gosh. Thank Him. Thank Him that He paid the price that no disease is going to overtake you, my brothers and sisters, by the power of His Word, by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, confess it. It's His Word. It's not yours. But see, here we go. I can't just pick out that little piece and say I'm devoted to that. You prove your devotion. Listen. Oh, this is good. Someone's about to get this. You prove your devotion to that by being devoted to this. By being devoted to this. How do I know that? I am the smartest person in this room. No, how do I know that? Look at what we read. What we read, what was the early church like? They devoted themselves, listen, listen, to the apostles' doctrine, to prayer. Right? They were praying people. They gave what they had so that others can have. So how do I know? That's that right there. It's right before our eyes. God proved it to us. He showed us. He's not keeping it a secret. So my brothers and sisters, where are you? Well, I I can't. I've been praying, Pastor. I've been praying for this thing for years. Well, let's look at two things. Number one, James covers that. You have not because you ask not, right? And you ask and you don't receive because you're asking amiss. See, you have not because you ask not. Okay, some of us don't have what we think we should have from God. Are you asking for the right thing? Okay, so now watch. Well, I've been asking for this for years. And it says, listen, it says, you've said it, Pastor, so many times in Psalm 37, right? Delight yourself in the Lord, you'll get the desires of your heart. That is true, absolute truth, right? It's true. Okay, that's the word. Thank you, brother. That is the word. The word says, "Delight yourself in the Lord." You receive the desire for but I have a desire in this thing. Okay, did you get the first part? Did you get the first part? Delight yourself in the Lord, right? Be devoted to the Lord. See, that's that's the part that we. No, I mean, I'm on. I got all this other stuff. I got all this other. Watch. 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows this. So why are you saying it, Pastor? just want to make sure you know it. (laughs) All Scripture, how much Scripture? All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. The Apostle's doctrine. For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man or woman, the person of God, may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Okay, what are the good works? I'm glad nobody opened their mouth. Watch, it's not the good works that we think are good works; it's the good works that He's ordained. Does everybody understand that? Okay, we have to search God out. We delight ourselves in the Lord. We're we're studying. We're we're reading. We're devoted. We're praying, and God is going. It's then it's going to be it's going to be like natural to you. The good works are going to be right before you. they are going to be opportunities for you to do Why? That's the way God loves it. That's the way God set it up. God doesn't want to make it hard for you to do what he's called you to do. He's done everything he can do to make it easy for you to do what he's going to do. Not easy in the sense that it won't cost you anything. Oh, it's going to cost you something. But it's going to be easy for you to perceive what it is that he wants you to do because he's laid it out for you. And if you're devoted to him, you're going to be able to do it. My brothers and sisters, and then listen. Then that other half, delight yourself with the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Right? All the promises of God are yes and amen. Right? See, you have to. If you, you can't have one without the other, so this is an awesome thing. This is a very, very awesome thing. So now look, He's given me His word. What? Well, why? Well, see, num- number one, I got to be corrected. There's some things in my life that need still need correction. Yours too. We needed correction when we first, we had first thing we had to realize is that we stink on ice. There's nothing that I could do to earn heaven. I'm basic, right? We, we can't. We have to go to Christ to get forgiven, to get reconciled back to God, to receive of God. And so we do that. And then as we're receiving from, how many of you could honestly say that right now in your walk with God that you're in the same place you were when you first became born again? I'm so glad that many of you said, <laughs> I got some people laughing. I don't know if that's good. <laughs> Amen. I heard a thank God. Thank God I'm not what I used to be, when I, even when I first became born again. You have to be growing. You have to be, right? You have to be moving. Because now you know more, and as you know more, there should be changes in your life that show it. But let me ask you this. How many of you in this room think that it's all over? You've gotten where you were supposed to be, and that's it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's not that way. It's not that way. Listen, I want to remind you, because even in Philippians chapter 3, where the Apostle Paul says, not that I've attained, the man who is evangelizing you know, Asia Minor and Europe, that man who Jesus saw and took, that man who was in the third heaven and had, can't say things that he's seen because he, you can't say it. Okay, I can't teach you. because nobody, That man that was so close, he got to see Jesus. That was so close that he was taken into the third heaven. That man said, not that I have attained but leaving those things that are behind. Are you with me? So that means that I need to keep moving forward. And I've told you guys, especially I think last week, maybe the week before, listen, for those of you who have been with me a long time, do not get comfortable. Do not be complacent. And those of you who maybe have not been with me a long time, I don't care who you are, how old you are, what you are, my brothers and sisters, wherever you are, that's not what God has for you, only and totally. Live what you know. Live what you know. And God will bring blessing to you. Yes, there's going to be hard times. And if things go bad, if, if some people don't like you, that means you're doing it right. Don't think because I'm not, no longer now I'm pleasing the same friends that used to be pleased with me or not, they're not pleased with me anymore. You young people, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to have to tell you, it's not all sunshine and lollipops. But that's how you know you're doing it right. That's how you know you're doing it right. There are going to be people who don't want to hang around with you. There are going to be people that, listen, that you can't hang around with because all they have, all they want to do is do certain. My, my, brother, my young brother and sister, my older brother and sister, listen, we cannot, cannot be devoted to God and stay on our electronic devices. I'm, I'm just telling you, you can't. Well, Tony, that's a pretty general statement. You don't know what we're doing on them. I don't care what you're doing on them. Because nine times out of ten, most people that are on the social network, they're looking for some kind of an accolade, look, looking for some kind of a like, looking for some kind of affirmation. If you're affirmed by every man on the face of the earth, you're still going to have to stand before God. And when you stand before God, you're going to have to give an account for the word that he's placed in you and on you, the word that you know. You're going to have to, be, you're going to, have to give account for it. And here's the thing, when you're going to a church or you're around people who are professing and living truth, you're without excuse. So how I open to my folks online, yeah, you may want to consider that because if you want an excuse, don't go to a church that's preaching truth. Well, that'll solve that. No, it won't. Because we're saved by the Spirit and by truth. So that means you won't be saved if you don't know what the truth is. You can't be saved. Right? Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. To God be all the glory. In heaven. Amen. On earth. Amen. In the sea. Amen. Everywhere. To God be the glory. Amen. Great things He has done. Not we have done. Great things He has done. And I don't care about any accomplishment that is made, technologically speaking, or anything else, because it will be brought to nothing. It will be brought to nothing. I praise God for some of the miraculous things that um, He's able to do through some doctors. I I, I, I don't take that for granted, and I, I appreciate it. But not all doctors are doing miraculous things. Let's just say that. Okay? Listen, I'm saying something to you. Listen, trust Jesus first. Trust Jesus. Trust Him. Take Him at His word. I'm going to read one more piece of scripture to you and then we're going to pray. In Titus, don't turn there, just please look this up later. And there's a reason why I'm going here. In Titus chapter 2, verse 11, it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should be we should live soberly, that means always be alert, Righteously in right standing with God, as it relate, live your life in godly character, and in godly and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay, who's the God? Savior Jesus Christ. Same, right? Why do I say that? Because they're still trying to teach our kids that Jesus and God are two different people. They're the same who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people. Zealous for good works. Zealous for good works. So now, we should be zealous for the good works. The good works that he's defining. The good works that he's presenting us with. Right? Those good works. The good works that we're prepared to do because of, as we read in Timothy 3, because of his word. Right, we're getting our doctrine, and we're getting correction. We're getting to be, we're getting built up. We're, all of these things happen because we're 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 getting the truth of God's word, not Tony's truth, not another denomination, not this, not that, not the other thing. Watch. So again, if we're going to any other church or we're relying upon anything else, but it's not this, we're taking our chances. I'm not going to be, listen, I'm not going to be prepared to do those things that he's called me to do. And he's called me to do some things. So now watch. In this, let me just repeat it, so please bear with me. He gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority, let no one despise you. So now watch. Context, right? This is Titus. This is the letter to Titus, this is from Paul, Holy Spirit speaking through Paul to a pastor of a church. And you see what he's saying? You see what he told Timothy? Now in the, in the weeks ahead, if the Lord allows, I've already started, but I don't know if he'll let me finish. In the days that we're going to talk about church, we're going to talk about what church should look like. You know, what our responsibilities are, how we conduct ourselves amongst each other. And it doesn't matter how old you are. I, young people, please, I beg you, whether you're my grandchild or not, whether you're listening or maybe someone's making you listen, this, is, be, this will be fruitful. If you could just set aside in your mind, in your life, in your time, if you could just put away your electronic devices, not worry about who's texting you, who's messaging you, uh, what, you know, what's the latest and greatest on TikTok and all that. Now, I'm saying that to the young people because this generation has been totally overwhelmed by it. But I'm also saying that to some older people right now because even though some of us have been overwhelmed by it, we've become accustomed to it. And that's part of the plan of the enemy. It could be used wisely but it has to be used, we don't know if we're using it wisely in, unless we're consulting this. Right? So so I'm not saying, man, if you pick up your phone or if you pick up this letter, you're, gonna, you're, you're, you're in sin, you're, God is going to damn you to hell. That's not what I'm saying. What are you devoted to? That's what I'm saying. What are you devoted to? If you're devoted to God, He's equipping you for the work that He's called you to, to be zealous for Him, number one, and to, listen, and empowering you to do Him. Motivated by the truth that you know is absolute truth and it's absolutely powerful and it doesn't matter what anybody else says. doesn't even matter what it looks like. Do you? Man, I, 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 I don't think I'm stupid. I don't think I'm the smartest person in the world. Hallelujah. Didn't get any amens. I don't think... But listen. But I can't... I, I can hardly put my head around that. That even if something is seen and it looks a certain way, if God says it, it's different, it's different. So even... I want to talk to you... I, I, I know I said I was not done, but I, I, evidently I'm not. Listen. I want to talk to those of you who have been praying for something for a long time. Number one... Read, study, pray. Be devoted to God. Make sure you're not asking amiss. Make sure you know what you're praying for. But number two, if you have it and you know and you're sure according to the word and your devotion to God that you're asking for the right thing, don't pay attention to what it looks like. Just keep living truth. His truth. Keep living truth. Keep living according to the purpose and the plan that He's called you to. And listen, it doesn't matter what it looks like. If He says it, It'll come to be. Can I get an amen from the church? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God, our Father in heaven, we love you. And we praise you and we thank you for your word. Father, I pray that in this moment, that whether there are people are in this room or people looking online, Father, we just, Father, whatever it is that you've called us to be, whatever it is that you want us to be, Lord, we pray that we would be that. And Lord, I know that we can't wave a magic wand We can't wave a magic wand. You're not going to wave a magic wand and suddenly that's going to happen. We know, Lord, that the truth and the power comes from your word. So, Lord, I pray that you would give each of us, in this room, watching online, that you would give each of us, Lord, a hunger and a thirst for your word like we've never had it before. Lord, young, old, and everywhere in between, Lord, that we would set aside time, that we would be devoted to your doctrine Not to Tony's doctrine, not to anybody else's doctrine. Father, that we would be devoted to your doctrine. The one that comes straight from your word. Your word, which is more powerful than any other thing. Father, we believe what it says when it says that you spoke it and it came to be. We believe it. So Lord, in this moment, we're asking you, in the name of Jesus, to give us a desire, a strong desire. Let us hunger and thirst Lord, for your word like we haven't before. Lord, I pray that the young people won't even be able to explain it. I pray, Lord, right now that you would, those who have never had the time, those who are uh, tired, who are working very hard, who are keeping all kind of plates juggled at the same time, Lord, let us, Father, let us know that we know that we know that we set aside the time and you will help us to do all of those things that we think that we have to do. Lord, help us to manage our time so that, Father, that we don't have a fear, a worry, that when we put you first, something is going to fall by the wayside, that we're going to miss something else. Lord, help us no matter how old we are. Father, in Jesus' name, we're praying, asking, begging, Lord, mercy on us. Mercy. We're such, we live in such a, such a busy culture. We live in such a culture that has so many distractions. Lord, we... Hallelujah. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord rebuke you. In the name of Jesus, right now, we command that the electronic devices are no longer a problem for our children. Lord, in Jesus' name, please, Lord, show us the way. Show us the way that our children won't be so glued to those things that they will find time to be with you. That our adults won't be so glued to our electronic devices, to the social media, to, the, to, the, to the, all of the, 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 the conveniences, the modern conveniences, the, the sloppy entertainment, and all of these things, Lord, that have taken up so much of our time, that have preoccupied us. Lord, let us find those things repulsive, in the name of Jesus, miraculously, Lord, mirac- Lord, we need your help. We need your help, Lord. Let us find these distractions just totally repugnant. Let us find these distractions just. We let us lose all desire for all of these distractions, Lord. Let us desire to be in Your Word, Lord. In G- Lord, we need Your help. The, your church, Your people, we need Your help. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Your mercy. Thank, thank you for your grace. Thank you for being so good that you just, you died for us. Thank you, Lord, for all of the wonderful things that you've given to us by your word. And Lord, in Jesus' name, again, make us all grade A students in your word, in your word. And be glorified, Lord, in our lives, in all that we do, and all that we say. Lord, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.